Welcome to the Showing Up podcast, where women over 40 can find inspiration, motivation, and support to achieve their goals. I'm your host, life and wellness coach and personal trainer, Amber Allen. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast and thank you for showing up. You are in for a treat and I am so excited to be bringing you the next four podcasts. These four podcasts are actually my live broadcast from last week for my four-day summer kickoff challenge. And if you are listening to this in real time, stick around to the end of the podcast for information about how to work with me. The link is also in the show notes, so don't worry about having to write it down. In this podcast, I talk to you about how you can enjoy all foods this summer and not count calories. This is something that has completely changed my life. I no longer count calories. I'm able to lose weight and maintain my weight easily. Okay, here we go for day one. Enjoy. So welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today for day one of our four-day summer kickoff challenge. I am so excited for everyone to be here. There's going to be lots of communication kind of back and forth so we can chat about what we're talking about. And if you have any questions, by all means, I've got the chat up here on Zoom and the comment section open on Facebook. So I'm really, really excited over the next four days. We're going to be chatting a lot about um, the summer and what it means to kind of have fun around the summer. So we're not counting calories. We're not obsessing over the food that we eat and we're not tracking calories and all of that. How do we stay on track? And then so when September comes around, we're not thinking, oh my gosh, summer's gone. What have I done? I'm starting from scratch, that that type of thing. So really talking about um really talking about all of those things and having a great time this summer. So today we're going to be talking about really the single most important thing that you need when staying on track over the summer so you can enjoy all the foods you want without constantly worrying about weight gain. You don't want to worry about counting calories. We don't we don't count calories. We're not doing that anymore. So no calorie counting. So uh, don't worry, there's going to be lots of time at the end to ask any questions. Um, So somebody is saying that they can't hear me. Um, Try turning, let's see if I can message. So turning up, is everybody else okay hearing me, I think? Uh, Turning up your speakers, maybe. I think everybody can hear me. So looking at you, Kathy, can you give me a a thumbs up if you can hear me? Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Awesome. So turning up the speakers might help as well. So we can get we can get started. All right. Thanks for that. Okay. thanks, Michelle. I see Michelle on Facebook. Okay. perfect. All right. I think we are good to go. 
So also, um, before I forget, I wanted to let you know at that at the end of the challenge of day four, I'm going to share an exciting opportunity so we can work together this summer and in the fall. So make sure you attend live and not to miss out on that. So super excited about that. It's um, it's funny when I started thinking about what I could do in right at the beginning of the summer to kind of serve clients and help people and really extend value to you. I was really thinking like, oh my gosh, everybody takes the summer off. Nobody wants to hear about staying on track. And I, then I really thought, oh my gosh, that's that's just my thought. That's just my thought about uh, about the summer and not a very helpful thought. So I said, no, we're going to be definitely... Um, definitely working on things this summer. So let's dive right in. So as I'm talking, I definitely want to hear from everybody. So whether you're on Zoom or Facebook, putting in your comments in the chat and letting me know if this is resonating with you. Okay, so for me, in past summers, I would kind of splurge and I would go between saying, ah, it's summer, I'm on vacation. I would do that more times than I could count and then flip-flopping back and forth going, okay, it's Monday. Let's, let's get back into this. I don't want to do this all summer. And I would go into that kind of restriction mode, kind of that all or nothing. And literally by the weekend, all my willpower was gone. And to be honest, most of my willpower was gone by Wednesday. So, and this isn't really just for the summer, but I feel like it, summer is just a finite piece of time where we have vacations, um, especially on the East Coast, we have, you know, nicer weather, all of that. So I find in the summer, it's a, it's an opportunity for our brains to really say, oh, it's vacation. Oh, it's summer. Let's just let everything go, go wild. So that's, that's how I am. So has anybody else ever done that? Like in the summer, like, oh, it's vacation. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's birthdays. Oh, it's party. Oh, it's Canada Day. It's all of that. So if anybody else is doing that, put in the messages so I know that I'm not alone. So wanting to let everybody know that there is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing that has gone wrong. And when I'm coaching clients, I say that so often is that nothing has gone wrong and there is nothing wrong with you. So Donna says, I used to say, I don't have, I don't work out during the summer. Yes, that is, that is so fascinating. I am, um, I think it was more about wanting to have time with my kids because now that I'm in a Nestor, I do exercise year round. Oh my gosh, Donna, that is such a great thing to kind of reflect on is saying that, oh, I don't work out during the summer. This is something I only do, you know, September till June. And it's also being able to look at it and saying, I don't work out on the weekends. We really have this thing around in our minds that weekends are different than weekdays. You know, I meal prep five days a week, but I don't do it on the weekends and then the weekends go crazy. So love that. Love that. So thank you for that. Yeah, so Carrie's definitely wondering what's wrong with me. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing has gone wrong. Nothing is wrong with you. You are not alone at all. So when we talk about like staying on track, not counting calories and not tracking, another question I have, a couple of questions. So how many times a day 
do you eat? Is it scheduled? Is it set in stone? Does it depend whether you're working or on vacation? Does it change? Depends on the day. Yep, exactly. So depends on the day. And then my next question, and this is really the most important question, is that are you always hungry when you eat? I graze all day, most days when working. Yeah, yeah. Because we get into this cycle and we get into this habit. So Kathy says usually three plus snacks. Yeah, so everybody is different. Maybe change depending on the day. Might be that it's very regimented, three, three meals plus snacks. So are you always hungry when you eat? So think about that. When you had breakfast this morning, were you physically hungry? When you have lunch, maybe we're about to have lunch or we've already had lunch, were you hungry? Michelle saying, nope, sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah. So how many times a day do you think you eat when you're not hungry? So think about that. Think about all the, the little snack. I find that it happens more in the evening. Maybe when we're bored. Yeah, Kathy said sometimes it's time-based. Yeah, timed based on what I have to do after. Yeah. So our eating is, yeah, and not always hungry. That's, yeah, Donna's saying the same thing. So we can tell everybody is in, in this together doing the doing the same thing. So eating is not has become something that's not based on hunger any longer. Especially in the summer when we're on vacation, roadside, bonfires, barbecues, beaches, all of those things, vacationing. Right? So it's we are not basing our food intake on our hunger anymore. We're not waiting for our bodies to say, I'm hungry. Okay, now give me food. It's when we're celebrating, when we're out with friends, when we're sitting around the fire, when we're bored, when we're tired, when we're anxious, when we're sad, all of those things. So let's think about, are you actually hungry? So that is such an important question to ask yourself. And I'll tell you it's important because of a couple of things. Number one, it slows your brain down because so often our brains, it wants to work off of habits. That is how our brains work. That is why our brains are tremendous machines and tremendous tools because it wants to be efficient. So when our brain is efficient, it creates a habit for anything. So if something has felt good, and that's usually eating something that maybe we don't want to eat, like after we finish eating it, we say, oh my gosh, what have I done? So think about all the times that you eat something and you think, oh my gosh, what have I done after I've eaten that? Why can't I stop myself from eating that? Know that this is your brain doing its job. This is your brain creating that habit. So with a habit, you it needs to kind of shorten something. So if we are anxious, sad, happy, whatever it is, usually it's a negative emotion, but it doesn't have to be. So if we're having a negative emotion, our brain 
wants to stop that. So we are in discomfort. We are uncomfortable about something. Whatever it is that our brains are telling us, we're uncomfortable. So our brains want to shorten that and it wants to feel good. That's all that our brains in the moment are worried about is feeling good. So as soon as at some point in your life that you've had, like I said, anxiety, sadness, anything like that, and you've turned to food and you felt better in the moment, that clicks in with our brain and goes, okay, that's it. We felt bad. We felt better in the moment. That's going to be our habit, whether it be timed, like timing wise, in the evening, daytime, morning, whatever it is, could be timed, feeling, uh, thought provoked, a smell, anything like that. So our brains really want to shorten, shorten that and create a habit. So our brains are working exactly as they should. So when we're thinking that, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me, nothing at all. Our brains are working exactly how they should. So now let's think about what actual hunger feels like in our body. So if we recognize and we know, and everybody has said it, if we recognize and know that we are not eating when we're hungry, we're eating based on time, thoughts, feelings, space, whatever it is, what does hunger actually feel like in your body? So tell me, what does hunger actually feel like in your body? What does it feel like? Because everybody, I think, feels it in a different way or explains it in a different way. So what does hunger actually feel like in your body? What are the actual physical sensations that you feel? So stomach growls. Yeah. So that's stomach rumble. Sometimes I feel sick. Yeah. Yep. So feeling that kind of emptiness in our stomach. Yeah. So our body is actually, yeah, your stomach feels empty. Yeah, that's exactly it. So recognizing that we have a physical sensation. It's not a thought. It's not an emotion. It is a physical sensation. So thirsty, sometimes if I'm really hungry, feels like, yeah, my stomach's digesting itself or a headache. Yeah. So we're having these physical symptoms of hunger. So do we actually allow ourselves to get to that point? Not usually. Usually when we eat, it's like that first little, that first little sign. Oh, I, well, I think I'm hungry. How many times have you said, well, I can eat. I could eat. Are you hungry? Oh, I could eat. You're, maybe you're not hungry yet, but you go, oh, well, you know, by time we sit and we make food and whatever, I'll be hungry by time I sit down and eat. So we, we all do that as well. So knowing that we have these physical sensations that we can really tune into our body, but we don't, we can tune into our body and our body can let us know, okay, when is it time, when is it time to eat? So now on the flip side, let's think about what are you feeling when you're eating when you're not hungry? What's happening in your body 
what's happening in your brain? That's the big question. So what are the thoughts that are happening when you're eating, when you're not hungry? Or are there any thoughts? Or are they feelings? So Sandy said, sometimes I get shaky if I go too long without eating. Yeah, 100%. So Kathy says, I don't want to waste food. Okay, I don't want to waste food. So eating when you're not hungry, I don't want to waste food. So this is a thought that I have to eat this before my next hours of calls. Yeah. Yeah. So we have these thoughts that really are, are real. They are believable. They're all of these things like that we look at and go, yeah, this is exactly what I have to do. If I'm super stressed or upset, I'll always turn to food. Yeah, ice cream usually. Yeah. And all it takes is once. All it takes is one time. So yeah, I feel stuffed and bloated. Yeah, that's exactly it. So it only takes one time for you to eat when not hungry or turn to food based on whatever it is, based on a thought, a feeling, a smell, a time of day. It only takes one time. And the brain then goes, well, that was really enjoyable. Let's do that again. You know, every time we sit down on the coach, every time it's, you know, it's dark out, every time it's raining, when it's cold, like when it's summer, when it's week, all of these things, like we change our eating and we eat based on, you know, the temperature outside. We eat based on how we're feeling on our thoughts. So, Really bringing, starting with awareness that you're doing this, that's always the first step. Because when we have these automatic thoughts and when we have these habits, and this is what it is, this is all that it is, it's a habit. It's a habit loop that your brain has made. That's all that it is. That I'm feeling this, I'm thinking this, um, it's sunny out, whatever it is. Okay, what's, what's the loop? What comes next? The brain is so efficient, it will tell you what comes next. Ice cream comes next. It's a hot day, ice cream comes next. I'm stressed, ice cream comes next. All of these things, it's what our brain does. So when we think about eating hunger, eating when we're not hungry, let's now really determine, because sometimes when we're in it, and when I say in it, I mean in the time when you want something to eat, and that's the most important thing, right? That's the most important thing that you want. Nothing else matters. Thoughts aren't really happening. Let's now take the thought out of it. And an easy way to determine, especially when you're starting in the beginning of this habit change, is when you're trying to determine whether or not you're hungry, because your brain will tell you that you're hungry. So be like, nope. Are you hungry? Yeah, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm stressed. I'm hungry. I I want something to eat. An easy way to really start this change is to look at, am I craving a certain food or am I hungry? Because an easy way to determine whether you are hungry or not, especially when you're in it, is am I thinking about a specific food or not? 
because if you're thinking about a specific food and usually it's sugary, it's um, one of those high carb kind of um, starchy, sugary foods, maybe it's salty or maybe it's a fatty food, something that you um, that you really enjoy that is really going to make you feel good. So if you're thinking about a specific food, then it's a craving and probably you're not hungry. So when you're in it and you keep thinking, oh, there's chips in the cupboard. Oh, there's, I don't know, chocolate chips or there's ice cream or whatever it is. So yeah, I was just going to say that I can crave and not be hungry. Oh, 100%, 100%. Generally cravings are have nothing to do with food. Cravings have absolutely nothing to do with food or hunger. It is the feeling that we get from that food in our brain. So it gives us the dopamine hit because it's the sugar. It gives us, you know, because it's fat, salt, all of those things that our brain wants to make us feel better. Okay, so thinking our craving has a trigger. So we're looking at eating when hungry and recognizing that when we don't, when we eat when we're not hungry, it is a craving and those cravings have triggers. So think about what your triggers are. And triggers are anything, time, activity, thought, feeling. So what are some triggers? What could be some triggers for you that send you to the cupboard, send you to the kitchen, make you stop on the way home from work? So <laughs> Carrie says, my mother. <laughs> but that, that, is, that is a great thing to be aware of is that you have, it's an external trigger. Sometimes it's an, an internal trigger. So it's the thoughts, and we can get into this a little bit. That's the thoughts you have about your mother. That's the trigger, right? Uncomfortable conversations, boredom. Oh, yes. Yes. So when we put those out there, uh, knowing what chocolate tastes like, <laughs> so good, right? <laughs> so good. So just knowing what it tastes like, like your brain is definitely in it saying, oh my gosh, we know what this tastes like. It's so good. And it just, and it floods the brain full of dopamine. So yeah, we want more because it's so good. I love that. So when we know that our cravings have a trigger and we can determine that it is an external trigger. And even if it's an internal thought, it's the thoughts that we have about that trigger, right? So let's think about that. It is the thoughts that we have about this external thing. So others around me eating treats, that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow is so um, you don't feel like you're being deprived. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. So thinking about our triggers and the thoughts that we're having around those triggers. And this is what we do when I work with my clients is we start really looking at our thoughts around our behaviors. 
So the actions we have, what are the thoughts that we're having around it? What are the feelings around it? Okay, so that's kind of part one, talking about our triggers, bringing awareness to those, bringing awareness to when we eat when we're not hungry. And now the next part is almost kind of, it's kind of on the same line, but it's something I want you to really think about. So when we're talking about how you enjoy, how to enjoy the summer and not count calories, I want to know what your definition is of enjoying the summer. So tell me honestly, when you think about having a great summer, having a great vacation, what comes up? What are your thoughts? What are you looking forward to? Is it time spent with your kids, your partner, your grandchildren, your family, your friends, time spent outside being active? Yeah, maybe exploring new places, going on vacation, maybe a staycation in Nova Scotia or the East Coast or the West Coast, wherever you're at and exploring the swimming, sunshine, relaxing. Yeah, all of that. Maybe spending time alone. Maybe it's, you know, starting a new hobby. Maybe it's getting back into a hobby. Maybe, who knows? But it's all of these wonderful things. Yeah, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So really thinking about what, what are you looking forward to this summer? What's going to make it a great summer? Now, does enjoying the summer have anything to do with eating excessively? And I'm just going to kind of let that sit for a minute. So does enjoying the summer, having fun with family, having fun with friends, relaxing, having solitude, peace, exploring new things, does that have anything to do with eating or even drinking excessively? Maybe for some, it might have to do with drinking excessively. But yummy food plays a part, but not a central part. Yeah. So think about it. Like, so I, so I love that you've said that, Emma. So yummy food plays a part, but not a central part. So think about it. Are you enjoying, would you rather, like if you had two kind of two, two things to choose from, is it enjoying the time connecting with people and family and friends, or is it connecting with food? So think about it. Because yummy food, I mean, food is yummy. Yes. Food can be, healthy food can be yummy. Food that is not the best for us can be yummy. All of that. So when we think about what, what we want from our vacation or our summer, generally like eating and, and the yummy food so while they should not be mutually exclusive, often they are not. There are social pressures to eat and eat more. Oh, 100%. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I find ice cream and barbecues. I tend to overeat during the summer. This is exactly what happens is that there is, there is social pressure. And knowing that it's connecting and sharing experiences with my children not necessarily requires me to feed them. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love all of these because it is exactly that, that we can say that, yes, yummy food plays a part, 
and it's not about restriction. It's not about counting calories. It's not about giving anything up. What it's what we're talking about today is being able to go to a barbecue, being hungry, and eating until you're no longer hungry. So we're not limiting anything. We're not we're not saying no to anything. We're not saying, oh my gosh, I'm I'm going to eat before I leave. So I don't eat when I get there, but we all know that we eat when we get there anyway. So and and also connecting and have and this is really about having this healthy relationship with food so that food doesn't have to be something and this is kind of going a little bit deeper but food doesn't have to be something that is in celebration of or a treat for or you were good so i'm going to reward you with food so it's being it's looking at food for what it is is that it's nourishment it gives us energy and we can enjoy it we can love it we can love the food that we eat and we don't have to say no to chocolate. We don't have to say no to ice cream. It's simply looking at it and saying, am I hungry? Am I eating this because I'm hungry? No? Okay, then this is not the time to eat it. I'm going to eat it when I'm hungry. So what is, how does that sit? <laughs> because it's not, we we have ourselves so conditioned that to be healthy or to eat healthy or to have a healthy relationship with food, that means we're not, we're not eating sweets. We're not eating that. What I suggest is that in the beginning, especially in the beginning, just say, I'm going to eat that when I'm hungry. We, and then we very quickly realize that eating that food when we're hungry doesn't really sustain us, right? That doesn't mean that we have to limit it. Doesn't mean that we have to eliminate it. So how does that, how does that sit? Yeah, that's the tricky part to wait until you're hungry. Yeah, Michelle, that's exactly, that's the tricky part. This is not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy because only because, only because we have done something different for so many years. It's just a habit. It's just something that our brains are used to doing. It's something that our bodies are used to doing. So what I wanted to do today was really bring up kind of our thoughts around these foods and how the way we feel like we have to restrict ourselves and this all or nothing thinking, especially in the summertime, when it is simply our thoughts around it that we could say, am I hungry? Just start with that question. Am I hungry? No? Okay, I'm going to wait until I'm hungry. And then I'm going to eat that. But that's not what our brains want. Our brains want immediate satisfaction. It wants immediate, that immediate feeling of, oh, this feels, this feels good whether it's the ice cream, the barbecue, the chocolate, whatever it is. Okay, so really thinking about that. So 
Something else I wanted to tie into that about if eating and drinking excessively is not something you're looking forward to, like, oh, I can't wait to go to this barbecue and, and kind of fill myself so full and then I feel awful afterwards. Oh, I can't wait for that. If that's not what you're thinking, then what I would like to offer and what I would like to suggest is that it's actually not part of your values. It's not actually who you are at your core. So if you eat ice cream, eat chocolate, you know, stuff yourself at a barbecue or whatever it is, and then afterwards you're like, oh, why did I do that? Like, why can't I get this? What is wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this? If you are doing that, then what I want to offer to you is that it's actually not part of who you are at your core, that you value health. You value, whether it be, if it's activity, like, oh, I, I didn't go for a walk. Why didn't I go for a walk? And you kind of beat yourself up over that. That's because you value being healthy. You value being active. So when we're doing something that's not in alignment with our values, that's when the after effects of it. So we've eaten the chocolate ice cream cake, whatever it is, we've eaten it. It feels good in the moment. And that is what that part of the brain is worried about is being in the moment. And then afterwards, the other part of our brain is just like, oh, why did I do that? We're just not acting in alignment with actually who we are. So recognizing that instead of looking at it and going, I'm having thoughts of, oh, why couldn't I do this? Why can't I get this? Instead of having thoughts of there's something wrong with me, I'm a failure, I'm never going to get this, I'm this, I'm that, and another thing. Instead of having that thought and those string of thoughts, I offer recognize that knowing it is a big deal. So knowing that eating excessively isn't something you actually want to do. That drinking excessively isn't something you actually value in your day-to-day -day life. Knowing that is huge and recognizing that is huge. Okay, so I feel like we've really kind of touched on a lot of different things, all stemming from that simple question, that one simple question, am I hungry? And we can start to really then kind of unfold the thoughts that we have around that and unfold the thoughts and feelings we have around food and meals and connection and all of that. So what have we learned so far on day one? That we don't generally eat when we're hungry. We eat when we're bored, tired, anxious, sad, lonely, happy, all of that. We eat when it's a certain time or around certain people or even when we smell something. So tons of triggers that we can have that trigger us to want to eat food. But our stomach is generally not one of them that triggers us to eat. So we also have learned that when we want to eat to just simply ask ourselves, am I hungry? Now, in the beginning, I always tell my clients to not change the behavior. That if, if you're going towards the kitchen and you're going to eat something and you think, but am I hungry? And your brain goes, nope, we're not hungry, but we're going to eat it. 
that's okay. Because what we want to do is just stop that thought. We want to just recognize and stop that thought. I always talk about that our thoughts and our brains are really work in like a like a road system, you know, like those old systems um, of carriages, horse and carriages, and it's just, we're in ruts. So our wheels, our thoughts, our wheels are in motion, and they're in ruts. So it's really hard to stop that thought and stop that behavior because it's so ingrained. What I'm suggesting, first step, just put up a little stop sign. You're just going to be in the road, little stop sign and going, hey, are you hungry? But, but are you hungry? And you could be, you know, on your wagon going, nope, but I'm, I'm eating. Giddy up. <laughs> so all I'm offering is first step, you're just putting up a little stop sign. And maybe it's just a little yield sign that you're just slowing down. You go, oh, I'm just recognizing that this is an automatic thought because of this trigger. Okay, recognizing that. So these are the tools that we use in my program is talking about and really bringing awareness to our behaviors, our thoughts, and how they're centered around food. So like I said, that's that was a lot of information in 36 minutes. Um, if, uh, if you have any questions, let me know. We'll take a couple of minutes and ask some questions. So remembering that this is just the first step. This isn't all the things. Over the next four days, we're really going to be talking about like, how do we put it together? How do we go to a barbecue and not go crazy? How do we do this? So over the next four days, we're really going to be talking about this, but this is step one, is bring awareness to when you eat automatically and ask yourself, am I hungry? It makes a world of difference of if you only eat when you're hungry and it doesn't even matter what you eat and i will say this in the next week for the next 2 weeks the next 5 days whatever you want to do even for the next 4 days from today until friday only eat when you're hungry you're going to see a change and that's in 4 days only eat when you're hungry. You're going to see how your body responds to the food that you give it. You're going to see a complete, a complete change in how your body is reacting to what you're eating. So if you only eat when you're hungry, you'll see a huge change. But you're also going to notice that it's very, very difficult to do that because your brain will be like, oh, but it's nine o'clock and I usually have popcorn or chips or, or ice cream. Or, oh, I just had a visit from so-and-so and that's really stressful. Or I had, you know, a hard conversation and I'm really stressed, so I want to eat. It's bringing awareness to how much we turn to food when we are not hungry. So that is day one. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If this has resonated with you and you want to stop counting calories, stop weighing food, stop self-sabotaging, and really stop quitting. If you want freedom around food, 
have energy to do everything you have to do every day, the motivation to do all the things you want to do every day, and the confidence to show up for yourself, then go to amberallenwellness.com forward slash ABC dash program. That's amberallenwellness.com forward slash ABC dash program. There you'll see I've developed a 12-week program that gives you the tools to end self-sabotage, stop counting calories, gives you energy, motivation, and consistency. I created this program because I have done all the things, believe me. I have counted calories for decades. And to be honest, I was done with that. Done with doing all those things and not seeing the results that I wanted. I was just done. So registration is open now if you're listening in real time, July 7th to the 12th. And as a bonus, you get the summer for free. So your 12 weeks doesn't even start until September. So you have the whole summer to kind of get ready to see all the things, get coaching. I'm so excited. So you actually get 20 weeks. I am excited to share this with you. Go to my website. Again, it's amberallenwellness.com forward slash ABC dash program. You'll see more bonuses and all the details. The link is also in the show notes. We'll see you inside.